So what does this all mean? So what does this all mean? Do not ask for whom the bell tolls, CIA. Robert P. Fitton here. Part of my writing has been devoted to the violent period of major assassinations, 1961 to 1968. By writing the four research novels, the Patch Kincaid series, with the assassination book, Return to Dallas, sourced and footnoted, I feel as if I have relived the era and gone deep into the conspiracy that killed President Kennedy, Senator Robert F. Kennedy, and Martin Luther King. And what was done to District Attorney Jim Garrison was not worthy of our government. This week, President Joe Biden did not release all the remaining documents from the National Archives as per the Congressional mandate for the Assassination Records Review Board. 98% of the documents have been released. The remaining 2% must contain some humdingers. Just with the records we do have, there is substantial circumstantial material placing Central Intelligence Agency and other seats of power on the periphery of Lee Oswald's activities throughout his life. I can remember Curtis LeMay sitting there in the gallery at the JFK autopsy with a big cigar in his hand. Paul O'Connor, laboratory technologist who assisted in the autopsy of President Kennedy, cited by William Law in the Eye of History. I have always believed that the Kennedy assassination would not be definitively solved until a majority of the people of the United States would demand answers. This last week saw the unveiling of material by Jefferson Morley, indicating that Oswald was in the middle of an intel operation against the Fair Play for Cuba Committee. Oswald's persona as a Marxist was amplified by radio and television appearances, as well as the filming of Oswald passing out Fair Play for Cuba Committee pamphlets in New Orleans in August 1963, as well as the Oswald charade in Mexico City some 90 days before the assassination of John Kennedy in Dallas, Texas. Tucker Carlson broadcast a report from a source close to the remaining material who pegs the assassination on CIA and says we do not live in the country that we think we live in. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. said of Tucker's report, the most courageous newscast in 60 years. The CIA's murder of my uncle was a successful coup d'etat from which our democracy has never recovered. So what does this all mean? Caesar, what man is that? Brutus, a soothsayer bid you beware the Ides of March. Today, no one wails about the ancient assassination of Julius Caesar, but we can see what happened to the Roman Republic after Caesar's death. Take a look at the United States culture and moral compass and respect for the Constitution on the morning of November 22nd, 1963, and then study the state of our country at this very moment in time, then and now. That's what it means. In 1970, while working to elect an anti-war congressional candidate against the war JFK was ending when he died, my thoughts on the assassination of seven years before was this. Kennedy and his father represented an opposing power block to the Northeast Yankee establishment, and his plans for the country were out of sync with the powers to be. Not bad for a 19-year-old, but there were lots of rabbit warren traps awaiting my thoughts on the assassination. Later, I was aware of the church committee and the CIA's shenanigans. Had I known then what I know now, I would have paid more attention. Still, we didn't see the truth about the JFK assassination. Some records for the church committee are still classified. The dog will keep biting you if you only cut off its tail. But if the dog's head were cut off, the dog would die. Carlos Marcello. The mafia did it fallback story diverted my thinking in the 1970s. 
the Castro and Russians did it, the story was in play ever since it was made up before the assassination. During that time, mid-1970s, my thoughts about Oswald changed when Mark Lane showed up at UMass Amherst with the Zapruder film. My grades were good enough to get me into a program creating an entire course around a subject of my choosing. I had a long discussion with an esteemed professor who had written extensively on Joe McCarthy and the Truman era. I was told that I didn't know what I was talking about when I said Kennedy was hit from the front. I ended up forming a course about the Third Reich. But I knew I was right about JFK and the genesis for the Patch Kincaid book stirred right there when the professor said what he said with no evidence to back up his opinion. Six years later, the House Select Committee on Assassinations not only said that the acoustics indicated a shot from the front, but in the final report they said the president was likely murdered because of a conspiracy. After the committee disbanded, David Lifton, who died last week, came out with best evidence. It took me a long time to understand what Lifton so clearly understood. The president's body was altered on the evening of November 22, 1963. My dark period for studying John F. Kennedy's assassination had commenced. I began writing novels in earnest. Later I did write a book called Redshift and had an alternative timeline where JFK was still alive and a twist at the end that involved time travel back to 1963 causing JFK to be assassinated. It was only a few years later that I expanded and thoroughly researched the book and my re-entry into the assassination went at full force with the release of JFK the movie and it was the AARB's documents that later brought me deep into the plot. As researcher John Armstrong has said, the truth is in the details. I became immersed in the dozens of researchers' writings and productions, including the work of Lifton. The researchers are really the unsung heroes of this saga. I've been to Dallas and Dealey Plaza twice. No words can describe what it was like walking, not just with a historical perspective, but with a weighted, unworldly understanding of the ghoulish depth of depravity evidenced by those who killed the president. For me, President Kennedy's death was and is personal. I was alive on the afternoon of the assassination. Yes, my admiration for President Kennedy was stamped in the eyes of a 12-year-old boy. So was the hurt as I trudged home through the fallen New England leaves. With the passing of the years, my admiration for Jack Kennedy comes realistically, tempered by that hurt that will never go away. I am not alone. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And the glow from that fire can truly light the world. <laughs>